0: hello and welcome my name is jake kerr and i'm coming to you from the official new headquarters of black ink now obviously you can't see behind the camera but i have a massive open space i have my uh kind of like all my processing which is like you know all the steaming and and uh kind of like organizing of the products that I've got is to my right here and to my left is all of my clothes um that I've collected over the years that I like to kind of use as like inspiration and like a good reason to wear them now that I have space to put them up and everything actually let me start from scratch just in case you're unaware of the actual story on how I got here not black ink but how I got to this location uh I actually bought a caravan maybe four years ago And um, kind of put it, you know, I bought a caravan before I I bought a four-wheel drive to tow it. I was driving a little um, Suzuki Swift at the time. But the idea was I was going to buy a caravan and uh, obviously go traveling in it. And that kind of, I had a mate at the time who also got a caravan and was, you know, going camping and all the rest in his caravan. So I used to use my caravan all the time for camping. It was great fun. But um, one thing that I... uh, Hmm. I'm hoping that the microphone is plugged in properly. I haven't done a sound check, so I hope that the sound is okay on this. Anyway, let's pretend it is moving on. So we had these caravans, we're going camping, and the goal always was to travel around Australia in a caravan. And I really didn't have a plan. It was was kind of one of those things where I just thought, you know, Dad always told me that if you have at least $10,000, you can usually save yourself through life. You can actually live quite comfortably even if you have debt if you have ten thousand dollars it's kind of like a really safe amount to fall back on with you know car breakdowns or illness or time off work or getting yourself out of trouble whatever it might be so i've always kind of kind of relied on um on having that ten thousand dollars i thought well if i go camping around australia i'll essentially just need like 20 grand and i'll be right So I pretty much put, you know, got rid of all of my debts. I started saving as much money as I could. I got myself to $20,000, quit everything, and then made sure that my lease ran out as I fucking had that that $20,000 saved. And then I pretty much just said, fuck it. Guess what happened about a month before all this happened though? So as you can imagine, I didn't just get to the day, walk out of my rental, quit my job, rah, rah, rah. Everything was kind of planned that we were going to, we are going to like stop working and move out of the rental and everything on this particular date. And a month beforehand, I'm pretty sure this was the date was meant to be, I want to say March the 1st of, it can't be last year, it must be the year before 2019, no 2020, I believe it's 2020, we're going to start traveling. And of course, what happens 10 minutes before all of this is Corona happens. So we end up having this, like, essentially this caravan that's good to live on the road. The car's all kitted out. The caravan's kitted out. I have all the shit. The generator, the 12-volt water heater, everything inside the caravan you can want. The air conditioner, the TV, all the pumps and all the shit that I installed And it. It was all good to go. But the problem was we couldn't bloody go anywhere because, obviously, you weren't allowed to travel. So we thought, fuck it. We'll do what we can do. I shacked up at Dad's place living in the caravan with Larissa. And, uh, you know, we just continued on as if uh we were just living in a caravan in my dad's place until we found something you know that was kind of suitable to move to or maybe something that incorporates a job or you know just kind of like the anything anything you know what I mean I feel like at that stage we were just kind of fucking throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks we ended up finding this um this spot in Mandra. Um, this lovely lady had five acres. Um, she was unattended at the time. She just wanted someone there to look after the place pretty much and do some work here and there to kind of help maintain it and start to um, prepare it for her to move in, in in like months or years to come. And we ended up staying there for like, I want to say six months or nine months or eight months or something up until uh, earlier this year. And pretty much it was uh, actually, I know I know it was the majority of summer because that it was just a really hot summer for us last year, and like a lot of mosquitoes because we backed onto a river at this property and blah blah blah. Anyway, it comes to a point where we end up living back in Bunbury, and we have uh, we have the caravan. We end up back at Dad's place, and obviously in the in the midst of all this uh, last year, actually, Louis, Louis, Shush, come here, come here. You got a whole house now. Go anywhere else, okay? Thumb she give me that look. But um, it's, uh, so during all this while living in Mandra, I actually um, started a fish finder, a business based race selling fish finders. And um, I wasn't too passionate about fishing and I just kind of realized that I'd learned all of this stuff about web development and, you know, uh, what do you call it, graphic design. And marketing and just like social media and things like this and I put it all together realizing like I still have black ink so why not give that a hot shot and ended up just getting super passionate about it and sinking all of my interest and time and energy and money purely into that but um we ended up back in Bunbury and black ink was kind of at a stage where like I was just every dollar I was making I was spending it back on black ink so I kind of didn't have the excess to be able to you know once black ink kind of turned to something that, that I not only um, it's not that I was like, got passionate about it. I was always passionate about it, but it's like something had to happen for me to realize that there is no other option for me now, but but, but Black Ink, but to give everything to this business. And it's crazy, because I say this all the time to Larissa, I say this all the time to even my mum that it, like, I know what Black Ink is in the future. I just have to do the work and put in the time so that people know themselves, like two years, three years, five years into the future. It's like, I'm so sure about what it is that, there obviously there comes a time, and usually it's when you're selling something that you don't want to sell or you're getting your last bit of savings out of the bank to buy some shit for your business or whatever, you have to make that decision where you're like, fuck it, I'm all in, you know? And making that I'm all in decision means that the next move up as far as accommodation and like a dwelling goes, was obviously for me moving into a house. Um, and moving out of a caravan into a house in mid to late 2021, I'm not sure if you've heard, but it's a fucking nightmare, right? So we actually went and had a look at a house. I think I've said this in my live videos or one of my other, um, one of my other uh, podcasts. But we had a look at this uh, this house, this this uh, rental in town, and it was fucking crazy. There was so many people there. It wasn't a great house. We're definitely going to miss out on it. There's, you know, and like our, our price range, which I mean, it, it's not. I wouldn't say it's um. It's in the middle, you know what I mean? Like our price range of what we can spend on a house pretty much meant that we had to live live like outside of Bunbury. And and when I say outside of Bunbury, I mean like to get like a two by one or a three by one or something, you had to kind of like look at the outer suburbs or if you're going to go in the middle of town, it starts like adding two, 200 two and $300 onto your rent if they're available. So we're having a hell of a time to, trying to like figure out what we're going to do. Anyway, without getting too into it and too personal, uh... Good friend of mine, good friend of Dad's, had a rental. But the real important part about it was... I had to have somewhere where Black Ink could kind of grow. Where there's like room for... I kind of want too much room. I wanted too much room without being pushed into the shed. Or without being pushed into somewhere where it's kind of uncomfortable or whatever. Only because I've come from a position where... As you know if you're a long time listener... The space between the caravan and the house where I was living at Dad's was a fucking nightmare. It was terrible. I would have to like... To record a podcast, for example, I go up into the bar, I set it up, I record the podcast, I I stop, I obviously edit the podcast to make sure it's all ready, I make a thumbnail, I do all the bullshit, but then because of like, I don't have an internet connection. I have to hotspot my phone to my laptop and then leave my laptop and my phone up in the house for two hours while it uploads because there's not enough reception down in the van to do that. So I've got to like not have my phone on me, which if you're unaware, my whole business has run through my phone. I am constantly on social media, constantly engaging and promoting and doing something to do with one of the apps. So having it away from me for two and a half, two and a half hours and being uncontactable, it's like, just that alone is such a fucking a nightmare. So it was like, Now comparing it to where I'm at now, where I can have my AirPods in, walk all around the house and not have to have my phone on me listening to a podcast while it uploads something on my laptop simultaneously, it's fucking mind boggling. So what I wanted to do is make sure that the next move that we made wasn't sideways or wasn't like sideways and upways, it was just directly up. So I wanted to make sure that where we went, there was plenty of room for black ink and it was almost intimate with our home, right? And the thing that I was, I didn't really realize this at the time, but the thing that I have definitely come to realize as it's happening and as I've put things into play and kind of like understood what it means to have this space back again, because that's a huge thing as well. Like having space back is actually almost like for me, it was like a chore to re-understand what this meant, because it meant that like. I mean there's heaps of stuff that I have to find space for for like as in like shelving and whatnot and that whole process is like a problem solving of like storage solutions like what storage thing do I get Uh, where's it gonna go what does it need to have just like that alone is like kind of kind of like rattling to me so making sure that I had enough room for black ink was, was imperative and making sure as I said it was quite intimate and involved with the house as well but without having that thing of like the same feeling of being in a caravan where everything that went on for Black Ink besides the podcast and packing shirts happened in not just like one house but one room you know so while I'd be tapping away on the laptop at five o'clock in the morning or whatever Riz would be sleeping right there next to me and I could like lean across and grab the kettle and pour a coffee and drink my coffee it's like now we have this situation where obviously I can do all these things but it's like a shower is a 10 minute thing where you just like go to the bathroom have a shower come out and then it's like oh, I'm gonna make some bacon and eggs I go into the kitchen I can actually make a mess and leave it for later on to clean up it's not a whole half an hour job because I have to clean up otherwise you know the bench space in the caravan is absolutely fucked so when we saw this house for the first time it's actually kind of amazing because it's like a, a standard square bloody I think it's a two by one and everything's kind of open plan, laid out, easy to navigate, Easy. when I say navigate, you know, it's like it's easy to, to figure out where shit's gonna go as far as furniture and all that, the little, little bit that we do have. Um, but uh, then it's got this massive, kind of added on V-shape to the house, that's roofed. there's a wood, wood fire over there, I've got an air conditioner behind me, obviously it's got this bar built in, I didn't create this, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just massive, I'm probably, uh, five six meters away from from the breakfast bar ahead of me and it's just heaps of space you know and and it might be i have no idea it Might be, that could be six meters it could be 10 meters i have no idea it's, it's it's a huge area is what i'm saying and it's outside of the house but it's also indoors and protected so that's what i was saying before like i have obviously this is my podcast area which just a quick note. I'm sorry. I've just kind of put all this stuff up behind me to kind of get through today, just so I didn't have a completely white wall behind me, because then that would have made this shirt look really fucking crazy. So, I've uh, I've just done kind of made do with what I can at the moment. Um, obviously, I have a shitload of work ahead of me, and I'm going to get all of this looking real snazzy, especially this podcast space. Hopefully, I can create create some sort of uh, area for two people as well because while I don't want to put two people on this podcast, I do want to start releasing some other videos in some other categories or other playlists that kind of have their own kind of spice, whether it's conversations with people or reading out creative writing that I made in the past, rah, rah, rah. So I'm kind of excited just to uh, just to see what I can do with with um, with, the, with the space and all the rest. Um, what the fuck was I saying though? Uh, oh, so this area has this podcast space and like I'm I'm so excited also, kind of like, uh, you know, rattle by it, but just creating like a process line and creating somewhere where, like, I mean, if customers want to come and try shit on or whatever, and and you know, yeah, they can come here. You know what I mean? Essentially, they can come here. They're not going in the house. They're getting the full black ink experience, and it's obviously like walking in and seeing this. It's instantly relatable, but also having like a comfortable area, like a rug and a coffee table and seats. So. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'll, uh, I'll probably be doing a bit of a walkthrough video um, as it gets set up anyway. And then maybe even a bit of a montage of start to finish. But I'm not going to go ahead and say what I'm going to do. Because I'm just going to do it. Because that's one of the things that I fucking talk about all the time. So, but um yeah, I mean... It's funny, you know. Going through this process and like actualizing... Like Riz and I joke to ourselves... It's funny because you kind of get like like the bedroom and the kitchen like fucking 25 steps away from each other. You're like, what the fuck, man? Like I've got to get up and go get something. It's like literally it's not just like a hop up and a hop down. And I really feel like, and this is going to be like literally maybe the silliest thing that I'm going to say on camera, but I feel like I've gone without, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I've had some sort of uh, deficit in my life for such an extended period of time now that I almost get emotional thinking about having all this space. It's like, I'm not only so happy that I have all this room for for blacking to grow and like that really is a pure happiness. It's like, I I like, it, it it feels in a way like I, not that I don't deserve it, but this is like such a magnificent thing to happen that I kind of feel like it doesn't belong to me, you know? Because uh, I definitely, it's its funny. In a way, I hear Joe Rogan talk about like imposter syndrome where, and obviously he's at a completely different level. But I definitely feel that like, I feel like I've done the hard work to get myself to a point where black ink can carry me to this sort of lifestyle. Um, not that it's at all bougie or anything, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, damn dude, I'm like admiring the beauty that space gives you and like, the ability to go somewhere and close the door and be doing your own thing and Riz still, still being able to do her own thing. I've kind of had to like reset my mind as to like, this is okay. And this isn't going away. And this isn't going to be taken away from you. Cause I definitely have that kind of ringing in the back of my head that something bad is going to happen. Even this morning, I've had to remind myself that like, no, no, you can just set up your little podcast area, record a podcast shit. If you want to upload it straight away, you can upload it. The whole choice is up to you that everything is up to you, you know? Like, you don't have to act like you're gonna apologize. And I know it sounds crazy, but that's literally where my mind goes for some reason. Is like, don't get used to this, don't get used to this. Even when I'm moving shit into the house, I'm like moving things like, oh, yep, so if we have to move out, this is... Man, I think maybe it's just a little bit of that because with the caravan, like, you always have to be considerate about like, every time you put something away, it's like, we're only putting this away if we're actually gonna use it again shortly, otherwise we can throw it out or put it into storage. You know, the caravan is so limited with everything that, you know, you've only got so much bench space. You've only got so much cupboard space. You've only got so much space under the bed. And then when it comes time to towing the caravan, you actually have to be so kind of aware of where that weight is. Otherwise, you're going to fucking fishtail and go all over the place when you when you go to drive. So I think just having that constant consideration for, like, weight distribution and, like, how much shit you own and how many shirts you have hanging up and all the rest. And now, like, literally, I've, I've had... There's like four boxes, massive, um, there must be like 60, 100 litre boxes in storage for the past, I don't know how many years, full of clothes that I've collected from op shops or I've bought them new or I've made them myself or whatever it might be, just sitting there and now I'm like, fuck, I want them all. I want to go and get a massive rack made up so I can see them and I can wear them and if I want to get rid of them, I can get rid of them more. But just having that option there, it's like, it's, why not? Why not? It's my space now, you know? So... Yeah, I have been, as, as another note, I've been going live on Instagram quite a lot lately. So I've actually got into the habit of saving them as well. So I'm actually I'm up to number three uh, that I've gone live and saved and made a title for and written a little description. Um, if you want to go check them out, they're kind of cool. They're like one to eight minutes long. And pretty much it's just me like having a thought. Initially, it was I didn't have time to be recording these podcasts for like the past week. So I jump on Instagram Live and I just talk about an idea that I've got while I'm driving from like point A to point B. And it just gives you like an opportunity to kind of flex the muscle of like talking on camera by myself. But um, I kind of realize it's a cool form. So there's people, it, it's like for people to respond to this, I understand it's almost like a responsibility to have 45 minutes set aside to watch this if you're going to watch it on YouTube or even listen to it. Like I get it. And my voice is very my voice and it just fucking... I don't know whether that's just a relationship everyone has with their own voice where they're like, I could definitely go without hearing it when I'm speaking. But it's uh, to get people... As, as an audience member, I don't expect you to spend invest 45 minutes in my ideas and then on top of that, comment something and engage with my profile and do all the rest. But I think Instagram, because the comment and all that is right there and because it's only on your phone, like you can't watch it on your laptop or on your TV... It's so easy to engage and respond with something. And I found that I'm actually getting a lot more um, engagement on the posts, even though I'm getting less views. But I'm also getting a lot more people direct messaging me from the actual uh, IGTV thing, because that's where it saves um, into IGTV. It's just like a video that's over one minute. And it's like, to me i mean this is all about speaking to someone and like having an audience and developing a sense of what my character is on camera and understanding that and delving into it and kind of seeing where there's fun parts and what i can learn to not do and i feel like the IGTV live going live on instagram is such a feels risky you know it feels risky it feels fun And it's like you've got to be so like if I fuck this up now it doesn't matter I press stop I delete the video I start again if I'm energetic and if not I just fucking you know it is what it is on on the live it's like if you fuck up live even if you delete the video someone may have seen it now with that said nobody has seen number two and number three while I was doing it so if you want to feel like a fuckhead really easily Go and record a, an IGT, a, a, what is it, a IG Live, or go live on your story and have nobody sign up and try and be interesting in what you're talking about. Try and maintain your confidence. Try and keep smiling. Try and keep looking at the camera and not at the number that says zero. Dude, fuck me. That's a feeling, huh? That's a feeling. Because like I've got, I've got another Instagram account that I can go live on and get, I don't know, anywhere up to... I don't know, like 150, 200 people. I think it's got like a following of, uh, what is it? Maybe 4,800. I think it just clicked over 4,800. And like, that, you know, that's another thing as well. Like c- talking live to 200 people that you don't know, that like fanboy of, you're fucking crazy. It's crazy. Like thinking that not only are people watching me, but they're watching me in real time. Like you're watching someone's mind figure something out while you're looking at them. And I even talked about this with my, uh, in one of my uh, Instagram lives, the fact that Chillin' it goes on his live feed and smokes Billies is fucking crazy. It's crazy, dude. I fucking I I might get stoned off some artificial marijuana and I hear a police siren in a fucking um, on a song in my earbud and I start freaking the fuck out. This dude goes live in front of sixteen hundred people, smokes Billies while he lives in Australia and fucking just sends talking shit dude you're my fucking idol when it comes to this i mean i feel like you don't appreciate what this is until you are just talking to yourself at, like in a camera and like seeing you point at the screen like it fucking means something you know man that's a wow, man that's like that's the real 2021 being a frontline fucking person just marching into war. It's like, although you can't even see the people that are going to shoot you down. Like right now, I can't see the person who deleted all my videos, but definitely watches them all. Like I can't see you right now, but you can see me. Hmm. Makes you think about... We yeah. How's that for a thought? Like where's, where's that person in their head that they delete my videos... Like, I don't know, I just, to me, like, be a man, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to do it over the internet, shit. I mean, I don't want to be physically hurt, obviously, but if you're that passionate about it, fuck, man, like, do something, you know? But, all good, all good, it's all good, you know? Look at my shirt, dude, it's all fucking good. I'm wearing track pants and UGG boots under here, because I don't give a fuck, you know? I don't give a fuck. Going back though, so I was saying I'm doing these um, Instagram lives and super fun, super kind of nerve wracking. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like looking at porn while you're at school. You're like, most chance of getting caught, but you're also like, dude, (laughs) titties, you know, titties. But hey, have you thought about it? Titties. And also, who cares if you get caught? But if you get caught, it would be the end of you socially. It's just such a like exhilarating thing. And I'm joking that it happened to me. And look at porn at school, you know? I did it at home like a fucking normal kid. One thing I did talk about on IG Live yesterday is uh, the review process. Now, if you watch the, the IG Live, uh, dude, I'm sorry, I'm gonna repeat myself a little bit now, but I thought about what I said, and you know what, I was fucking right, because if you're gonna review someone, I feel like you need to understand what you're talking about in order to give a review, right? And that's actually the problem with what's going on with all the social media and shit. Like, you know, to get engagement, sometimes I'll go on people's shit, like on the search page, and I'll see like a picture of Miley Cyrus or something, and I'll comment on there like, who's this? Just so someone to go like, dude, are you fucking serious? It's Miley Cyrus. Or if there's a picture of like three cars, I'm like, bro, what's the blue one? They're like, that's a fucking R32 non-turbo kind. Dude, you just engage with me. And that, in that... In what I did in that example is the problem. I no one can comment on anyone shit on Instagram on social media, whatever you want, and that's the problem with the review process. Is anybody with a fucking internet connection can leave a review. So people think because they are smart enough to connect themselves to the internet via their phone or laptop that therefore they have it like a a given right that they can give their opinion on anything. They can go and leave a review on how a roller coaster experience was. They can talk about the cheeseburger that they got from McDonald's. They can leave a review on a fucking rental agency. You know, like you can review anything. And it's really good as a consumer. Before I buy something, I can jump on Google and say, um, you know, like black ink review and I can see if someone's left a review on there and if they go oh yeah fucking Jake's a cool guy he's got super long hair that's really well maintained I appreciate his smile and his podcast always fun to listen to highly recommend that I know that I want to be friends with Jake you know I want to wear black ink but the other side of the review process is you go on there and someone will be like oh, wasn't up to my standard no full stop no explanation Barely a fucking capital letter in there. And then their name is some like, it. it those c- comments always have one of two names, right? It's exactly their name, like Jake Kerr, or one word, or it's like fucking some ridiculous thing that they think is cute. And then 19 letters on the back, like cat, dog, 7161692178. You're just like, oh, really? It wasn't up to your standard, dude. Fuck you. Who are you? What are you talking about? Where? What sort of experience and understanding and knowledge of the subject are you coming from? Wasn't up to your standard? Why? Explain yourself. You don't have to limit yourself with like, down to four words. You can really go bananas here, you know? And look, I'm going to pretend that you didn't watch the thing yesterday on, on Instagram Live and I'll explain what I'm talking about. If you leave a review on something, to me, that says that you consider yourself so knowledgeable on that topic that you deem yourself appropriate to be able to give a review about it, right? So for example, if my workmate, like say I'm doing a job and I'm in a work team of me and six other blokes that all do the exact same job, and one of them looks across and says to me like, hey, you know, I think you're doing really well, you you know, you've, you've done rah, 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 I, I noticed that you're doing really well on the shovel and like, I just, maybe you could improve here, here and there. Dude, fuck you fuck you, right? Because I'm looking sideways at you. You understand? Like, I get that you get the job within your experience, and I get the job within my experience, and time regardless, dude, we're both fucking here doing the thing. But if my supervisor or my manager, my next in command, who is looking down at me from his position, from a purely from a bureaucratic or whatever it is point of view, he is my boss and he gives me a review, that's when I go, why thank you, oh smart one, because you're obviously smart enough to not be doing what I'm doing, but in fact supervise it. Now look, you can definitely pressure test the analogy that I just used and definitely argue that people who don't deserve to be people's bosses end up being people's bosses, but for the sake of the argument, just fucking stay with me, okay? I'm not looking to be picked apart, I'm just looking to have some fun. So when I read a review or let's even say when I leave a review, I am without words, have an agreement with the person who I'm leaving a review of or the business or the company. And I also have a a responsibility to the audience who are going to read this, that I have something to say. It comes from a place of knowledge and here is why. Right? So if you're going to leave a review, I'm assuming that if you leave a review about a cafe, that you have some knowledge about how a cafe works. You understand procedures, you understand systems, you understand management, you understand hospitality. Shit, you should understand coffee to a certain extent. Because if you're going to leave any sort of review, especially if it involves the words, the coffee was burnt, then dude, you need to understand what you are talking about. Because the type of person who's kind of read a review before they go to a cafe isn't a moron like you, not someone who's trying to fucking waste the, the internet oxygen with their fucking stupidity. Instead, it's going to be someone who actually like, takes in the process, who looks at all the moving parts, who is making a decision as to whether based off the things that are, are, are on offer and the service to which they are provided is at a certain level. And from all that information, they make a decision to go or not to go. Right, so using the cafe as the analogy, I might read a review that says the coffee is great, the wait staff are nice and quick, and I really enjoy the environment, the overall experience was fun, right? So that tells me a few things that I'm worried about. I'm worried about the atmosphere when I go in there, I'm worried about am I gonna be waiting too long, I'm worried about the quality of the things that are on offer, and this review tells me all of that. But if fucking PigFat69 tells me not up to my standard, what wasn't sweetie? Was it the coffee? Was it the chairs? Was it the ramp in? Was that too much of a fucking deep slope for you to, to like not lose your breath when you got to the top? Dude, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? So when, like, I'll be honest, I've got a Google account that I can leave reviews and shit on. And do you think that I don't leave heaps of reviews? Cause you've got to be fucking kidding both of us. If you think that's the case, dude, I leave a review on everything that I get a chance to, right? This involves like, I know I've left a review on the dwelling up skate park once and like added photos and shit, dude, it's got thousands of views. You know why? Cause your boy's a fucking review master. And the reason I consider myself a review master is because I've got like this criteria that I go through almost automatically, like subconsciously in my head before I even open, unlock my phone with this dome, I go through like a, Hey, do you need to leave a review? Like, is there anything actually worth talking about here? Right? Second thing. Do you know what you're talking about? Third thing, are you able to formulate a sentence or a paragraph or whatever it might be to actually explain the point that you're trying to communicate with the audience of people who are looking to read reviews about this place? And if all of those tick, 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 if there's one tick missing, dude, I keep doing what I'm doing with my day. I might go get a latte of one from McDonald's because I don't give a fuck at that point about reviews. But if I met all that criteria, I go on. And when I go onto the app, get this right, the first draft of anything is shit of anything, I'm not talking about reviews, I'm talking about everything, right? I'll go on there and I'll write what I think I I wanna say. And then I do this wild thing, I go back up to the top where I started and I start reading from there again and then I read it to see if it makes sense. Then I might read it again to see if it's contextual with the area. And then I might read it again to make sure there's definitely no spelling mistakes and I read it again to make sure all my full stops and punctuation and bullshit are in the right place. Sometimes I'll even get someone else to read it. You know what I mean? Just because I really want to double down and making sure that I'm not looking like a dickhead in anyone's eyes. You know? So, eventually I post it as well. I, I, I press post and then it goes, it goes onto the internet where it lives forever for everyone to see. You know what I mean? So that's why like the importance is that you make sure it's pretty fucking bang on because it's on the internet. And that's the same with, like, everything that's on the internet. It's pretty much there forever. Even, even once you take it off, like, all of my OnlyFans shit, guaranteed, somewhere still on the internet, you know? Awesome. I'm so glad. That definitely won't come back to bite me on the ass. So, the reviews, really, I mean, I'm not saying that there should be some sort of... Actually, yeah, I am. I'm saying there should be some sort of qualification that you have to do before you can leave a, leave a review. Especially on something like Google, where it's like, you can Google, especially if it's a location or, or a restaurant or something... Google the restaurant and then reviews. And then, I mean, it's gonna be, well, it's in the Google listing itself, the review, the review, and then I guess you got Yelp and shit, so. But, it just, it blows my mind when, I get so upset when I go on somewhere and I read someone has like left, especially the star system as well, if somebody leaves one star, and then like a piss poor explanation as to why they left that star, like, dude, dude do like some justice to the person who is trying to to provide a service here and at least tell them how you can improve. Because the reality is like you just expressing that you had a bad experience might just be you ballooning out in an area of your life that has nothing to do with the experience that you had. Shit, your boss might be going a bit hard on you, so then you go to this bakery at smoko time, you get a sausage roll that's a bit fucking too hot for your liking and burns the roof of your mouth, and then you give them one star and then say, wasn't up to my liking. Oh, okay, Daniel. You're right, Daniel. Hey, you're good. Did you get fucking sauce with your with your sausage roll, Bruz, What's going on? Not important. I'm just saying that it is important. It is important. Obviously, that's why I'm getting emotional about it. But it just seems to be one of those like, just don't, just don't. But I guess it's it's not that different to. It's like the sort of person that puts those like um like subtly sad posts up waiting for someone to ask like hey are you okay hey what's going on? you know do you need a friend to talk to? they're putting up those posts to like kind of to you know they're baiting they're baiting their stories and they're baiting their posts to see who's gonna fucking and dude who the fuck wants to be known as like the pity person anyway like this is the thing the human experience is full of bullshit like it really is full of bullshit. I fucking, seeing someone go through heartbreak is so like, so fucking, it it tears you apart as a person if you care about them because you know how real heartbreak is, but you can't see it at all. And the thing that like, like I'm sure that I've had my heart broken in a sense, multiple different times and multiple different ways. And like, dude, don't think that I come from a place of knowing everything because I was born a fucking genius. No, man. I used to be all this cringeworthy shit. And now I look back at it, I'm like, just don't be like that version of you again because it's really gross. You know, it's okay, but it's really gross, right? And when I think about the times where I seem to like kind of... Graciously and humbly like continue moving through these terrible moments in my life whether it be heartbreak or, or loss or failure or Whatever it might be the thing like the kind of the thing that obviously at the start of this whole process You kind of tell yourself like don't fall like oh, I want to put a post up or maybe I want to, I want to put a post up about how sad I'm feeling I want to post up, put a post up about how happy I'm feeling dude This isn't the time to post anything. You know what I mean? This is just for you now. It's just like this whole time is just for you and even like, if you're some sort of artistic person or creator or some sort of fucking, if you have an outlet, even if you're a push bike rider, like now is the time to delve into that. Now is the time to get serious about your work. Now is the time to get a hobby and find something to really commit yourself to and be a, let it be a part of you. It's not the time to share these fucked emotions. Cause I know, like, I know, especially for me, when you're in those situations, you kind of find yourself like swimming around in this pool by yourself, kind of waiting for someone to dive in and be in there with you. And I feel like, you know, those people who go through a breakup and then all of a sudden they find this person, and they fall madly in love. And it's not because they're trying to replace the person that they've broken up with or been broken up with. But in some sense, they kind of feel like the deficit of aloneness is so much so they need that gap to be filled rather than letting time fill that gap eventually until you come up to that zero point of aloneness again. Right. Does that make sense? So when someone, when you when you have someone that you care about taken away from you, if this is zero, where you can manage everything by yourself alone, you can live alone, you can be alone, you can manage your thoughts in a dark room by yourself and not be worried or be brought to tears, and then when that person taken away from you, that goes into a deficit. So this is zero, and this is a deficit, this is where you go. And time does fix that. Time lets the water rise and find level again, but the problem is, is you can fill that space with drugs, with sex with smoking cigarettes, with fucking just heaps of unhealthy shit, or you can just fill it with another body. You know what I mean? You're not replacing that person who who had you up here. You're just filling this space with another consciousness. You know what I mean? And for some reason as a human, that feels really correct at the time. And every time in hindsight is such a ridiculous move. You know, like allowing yourself to have that space and like, this is the thing. Like, how cool is it? I've talked about this in the past before about those who have been through addiction and withdrawals tend to have an interesting understanding of themselves and also a different sort of respect for themselves. Because, I mean, if you've almost drowned 10 times, the relationship you have with water is different to a person who's never been in it, right? And I feel like the gamble that you play with life when you are addicted to something the thing that you allow yourself to be consumed by and to consume your thoughts and then to take that out of your life and out of your mind to be the person who did that and then experience all the negativity that came from that gives you some deeper understanding of not life in general, but your life. It gives you an understanding of your character and the fiber that makes you up. And I see that thing is exactly the same way. Like if you see that person or that thing that was taken away from you, that thing that has created this negative deficit in your mind, then you are now in the learning zone. You are now in the fucking garden of uncomfortability and it's your job to grow and to to master this area, you know? And like, I find that with most things that like, as I've talked about before, like the, the comfort zone is beautiful, but nothing grows in the comfort zone. If you can find yourself in the uncomfortability zone all the time and not only like be comfortable there, motherfucker, be a resident, You want to be so comfortable there that other people don't know what category to put you in. They don't know how to see you. They don't know how to like perceive you because you're constantly doing these things that not only question their idea of who you are, but you're questioning your idea of who you are. You know what I mean? Understanding that there's so much beyond what is possible in in like relatively to in relativity to the idea of who you think you are, right? So whatever you're doing right now, whether you identify, identify through it or not, it is an element within a character of how you see yourself. And when you consider, when you go out and you try doing that indoor beach volleyball, or you talk to that person that you that works in the building next door that you've seen a hundred times and you think they're cool because they rock up to work on a fucking night train that's been bagged and bombed and has a 26-inch front wheel. Now you'll find yourself going over there and talking to them purely because you thought that you couldn't. Man, if you're now the motherfucker who talks to that dude, what does that mean you can do on the weekend now? Does that mean you can wake up an hour earlier? Does that mean instead of being the person who identifies as, oh, I could never do that, you know, I'm, I'm not a morning person, fuck your ideas. Fuck your ideas. Wake up early tomorrow morning, wake up early the next morning, and wake up early 21 mornings in a row, whether it's the weekend, whether you got work or not, and become the motherfucker who wakes up early just to prove to yourself that you're not a morning person. And you know what? If after 21 days, you still wake up tired and believe you're not a morning person, you didn't do it good enough, right? That's literally what it is. Take responsibility. Don't look for an excuse. And it's okay if it's hard. It's meant to be hard. If it's hard, it means you're doing it right. And if that hardness gets easier, then that means you're really doing it right. And then if you start to develop a taste for difficulty and uncomfortability, you're there. You're doing it. All of a sudden, there's no such thing as I'm a morning person or I've got ADD and I can't help or rah, rah, You're just the motherfucker who decides to do things and you go and do it. It's that simple, you know? Putting everything on the line for a dream that you've got then doesn't become something that's so rattling because you're the person who does things. I feel like I've said this literally word for word in a previous podcast. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. I just get so fucking passionate about... It's not even like doing things. I get passionate about the fact that I'm breathing. Why aren't I challenging everything, you know? And I feel like even in a way that's what allows me to go go into my mind and think about the thoughts that I'm having having this experience where like at the moment I'm going through such a transformative stage going from a caravan that will have been in for 18 months to this beautiful big house that not only I can start a proper feeling of having a home with my family but I can I've got this massive space that black ink can just inflate within and become as big as absolutely possible in this new realm of potential you know what I mean like before i had a caravan to fill up with as much possibility and kind of Things with black ink as possible. Get to a point where I literally had to move out. I got to that point, now I'm here and I'm fucking excited. Not that I'm here with my business, but that my mind carried me the whole way. My mind gave me the ability to see this in the future before it happened, to manifest it, you know, fucking manifest it into reality. But at the same time, it's fucking here, you know? And the fact that other people don't do this, and the fact that I've got friends that look at me and they're like, oh, you know, you're just one of those motherfuckers who flies close to the sun. Yeah, dude, because I decided to. Because I decided to. The difference between you and me is a decision. It's not a fucking, uh, uh, like, I was born this way, I'm fucking different. It's just, dude, go do it. You know what I mean? What are you scared of losing? What are you scared of failing? Who cares? I didn't even get out of breath on that one. That was a good point, though. It's a fucking good point. Give me one second. So, look, this is gonna be fun. This is going to be really fun. Now, one thing I want to talk about, 18th of September, 2021, there is a Perth motorcycle show or festival being held up in Perth somewhere. I will have, I'm, I'm definitely promoting it at the moment. I'm going to be promoting the fuck out of it the closer that we get. I'm going to have a stall there. Now, I need some mates there. I need some fucking some ideas for what I should have on sale there because I'm thinking of something crazy. I've got I'm gonna make ten of these crazy items that no one has ever seen before. I'm gonna have them on sale at the event. I'm also looking at making some one-off shirts. I'll also be having some pre-orders that people can pick up there if they're ordering around the time and they're from Perth. I'm also looking at. Um, Maybe, I don't wanna talk about it just yet actually. I'm I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna let myself get a bit further along the process and I'll start talking about it. It's kind of the next step for Black Ink. I'm super excited. I'm uh, wasting no time at all taking advantage of all this space that I have. Also, my caravan has not officially been listed for sale yet. I've had a few bites on it, but no one's, uh, no one has kind of bit the bullet. I have, I still have someone that's kind of up in the air about it. So, if you are interested, let me know. I'm going to be putting it on Facebook or or Gumtree or both very soon. It's literally just a matter of having the fucking time to do it. I'm not sure if you saw on my Instagram the other day. I, you know, obviously life was meant to start on Tuesday. Move in Monday, start life Tuesday. But anyone who's moved house knows that moving house takes a month, it doesn't take a day, you know? So uh, I also got caught fucking, I didn't get caught. Uh, obviously the bloke who let me live here, um, there's a few things that still need to be done around the house. I said, look man, I'd, I'd love to help you with this one particular job, when, we, when, when can we do it? And uh, that happened to be Tuesday, which is the day after we moved in. So I kind of spent the day, um, it just so happened to be like the shittest day of the year. It was raining and hailing and, Fucking crazy shit. But we were concreting outside, installing a, a big sliding gate. And um, yesterday I was all over the place. I'm still doing local deliveries, managing my orders, doing all the bullshit. So I'm kind of chasing my tail at the moment. But I will get back to kind of where I need to be. And then I've got some fucking cool things that are going to, fingers crossed, propel Black Ink right into um, another tax bracket, I hope, at the very least. But uh, yeah, yeah. Just hopefully be hearing about black ink a few different ways other than what I do on uh, online so very exciting I'm also at a point now where people it's just sending me pictures of them in black ink every fucking day every day like I'm so excited I've sent a heap of uh, well not a heap I've sent a, a probably about half a dozen um, items out to people that are just cool people that uh, and this is a thing like so I've, I've had this whole um, conversation with myself about ambassadors ambassadors are kind of like a fucking rigged thing because you, you're it's not a rigged thing if you are doing essentially what i'm doing which is uh how would i explain it what i do is i make a lifestyle for myself and I record a lot of it on Instagram and I post it for people to follow and I also sell something in the background now an ambassador specifically is someone who just spends a lot of time on Instagram and they post regularly they've got good interaction they've got good reach they've got good followers and from that they create they've made like a billboard of themselves and you can put your sticker on their billboard for a certain price and I think having an ambassador and having someone that says you know get 10% off by using my code but it doesn't interest me it's been done i feel like it's on the way out what i do like seeing though is people who are so busy doing their thing they're so invested in their thing that they are uh, an ambassador by by default so i like really like finding those people and instead of being like you know i'll make you an ambassador i'll send you clothes all the time rah, rah, it's just like hey give me an address because i've got a cool piece of clothing that i want you to wear i want you to have if you can find the time or whatever, or if you're doing your thing that I like you for, whether it's riding motorbikes, riding push bikes, or um, you're in your boat, or you're playing piano, or you're whatever it might be, do me a favor, get a photo, get a video, send it my way so then I've got something to promote. I'm getting heaps of videos and photos from that. But on top of that, just like absolute good cunts that are just wearing my clothes, how they're meant to be worn, get grabbing a quick snap before they head out or while they're out doing their thing. And sending it my way, I love seeing it. It's awesome. I'm gonna try and organize a few more shoots where I can get out with customers and cool people and get some some more photos, purely just to fucking have them. You know what I mean? And like having this space now, I have. I'm literally like the all the walls were. So this was all graffiti behind me. This is a bar area. It's an entertaining area for for having fun and whatnot. Um. So all the walls, uh, I've been given the green light basically to fucking go at it. You know what I mean? Like you put nails and shit where you want, hang things where you want. I've got countless things of black ink to hang around here. So I'm super excited to, to fucking get them all hung up. And then in the gaps, get some great photos of people doing things and like getting photos of people wearing black ink to fill up all the gaps. I'd even love a little bit of a Polaroid system where I can get photos of people here and add them to a wall or whatever. But obviously I'm talking about future future, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's really cool to get all this uh, kind of get this um, digital feedback from people and seeing the, the stuff in action. So don't forget, send in all your stuff so I can I can have a look and post it and, and enjoy it together. But yeah, this is uh, this is officially my first podcast in the new space. I'd like to thank you for listening, uh, like, subscribe do all the shit. Go on to Facebook, tell your mum about me. Ra 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 you know what to do. And um, I shall see you next time, motherfucker. I'm out. Yo.